You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. We're live. Hey, Chris Ronti. It's hey. Joe Ostrowski here. Friday, April 30th. I love days like this. This is why we're in the business. We had all that lead up, especially over the last month, on how we're going to bet the NFL draft. There was still some value on the board, and we'll go over uh, some of the big hits that did get home last night in the NFL draft. But uh, the uh, the betting part makes it so much more intriguing. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji with you on this Friday. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. The show is BetQL Daily. Eli Hershkovitz, the executive producer. And we also have Jake Hassan running the board. Jake Kelly on the graphics. Dylan Burns is directing the show. In an hour from now, Simon Bray from TVG will be here. Oh, by the way, it isn't just all NFL all the time. We've got the Kentucky Derby this weekend, kind of flying under the radar with all the NFL conversation. Simon Hunter from the Action Network will be here to talk about the draft and if we should jump on any futures for the upcoming football season. Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Casino out in Las Vegas here to talk about the Kentucky Derby. Always check in with him to see what his plays are. Ranch, how did you enjoy last night? Uh, this was a very fun draft, considering the way last year went. Although, the one thing I did like, the um, you know the newer implementation, and we got to see a little bit of it during last night's draft, is the people getting drafted in their homes with their families. I like that look. I thought that was pretty good. But yep. I think the, the draft overall last year was kind of underwhelming. Uh, with the exception of the fact it was the only sports we got to see for like weeks, you know, so there was something it, it gave us something when COVID first started. But yesterday was exciting, like all mm-hmm. day was exciting, because first of all, the <laughs> line moved dramatically with Mac Jones and Trey Lance. It was Jones who was the favorite uh, to be that number three pick. And then all of a sudden I looked and it totally flipped. And I was like, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost made me want to put money on Jones thinking uh, maybe you Maybe people have bad information. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why the, the number is like this. And then, then he became, um, you know, he was a, he was plus money to be the number three pick. And I almost did it. But thank God I didn't drive to Illinois uh, because I would have done it. And I would have lost a little bit of money in, in doing that. But what just totally exciting yesterday, the way everything just flipped. And then we get the news of Aaron Rodgers wanting out of town. Uh, and then well, yeah. how's this, that going to affect everything? Just a really remarkable day. And then the draft itself, that first round last night. And I wouldn't say that the draft is always captivating, but I found it to be like all four or five hours, however long it was on. I found it to be really interesting. I was quickly reminded that social media, especially Twitter during the NFL, is so different than anything else. 
You cannot joke. You cannot make any no. cracks about Ryan Pace or the Bears' record in the upcoming well. season. Like you cannot joke about the NFL. Like it's just my mentions were hellish, like they are during the NFL season. You you can't mess around. This is serious business. This is the NFL, and even in social media, you can't. Don't you dare say anything negative about anything going on with any team in the NFL. Oh man, there's. So much to go over. And Mike, was the hour were the hours leading up to the draft more exciting? Yeah. What was that oh. the climax? Like the the movement with all the money and the Trey Lance stuff, and then to Aaron Rodgers. And I guess we can start there. Be and we'll break down how everything went in the draft, what were some good bets, what were some poor bets, all the line movement. I thought it was fascinating how efficient the betting markets were. Because I, I took a look and I, I printed everything out like right before the draft to see like, okay, the petters, the markets know exactly what's going to happen. And it pretty much played out that way. It was tough to find some long shots if you're excluding Justin Fields from the conversation. And uh, we'll certainly get to that. But I believe Aaron Rodgers. Like we just saw it with Tom Brady. He wanted out of New England. This has been ramping up. For years and years and years, we've had, we've got some guys that break some incredible stories that only step in when it's big time, like mm -hmm. Jake Glazer right. saying there's been stuff on the tape. Like these are conversations. He's like, get out, get out. I hope the Jordan Love pick was worth it. I understood what they were thinking, but a year ago, if we're going back in time, if you're going to make that move looking for your quarterback of the future, you better have a conversation with this guy. And what do they do at the end of the first round? The story is about the Packers front office, and they're all shocked a after the draft when they're talking to the local reporters. Why is every question about Aaron Rodgers? We really like this pick of Eric Stokes. You're right. In a vacuum, great pick. You need some help in the secondary. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of value. Excellent pick. You can't make that pick. You can't let Aaron Rodgers out of your building. And they're they're going to force his hand. If they don't trade him, he's going to bounce. The man has hundreds of millions of dollars. He's cool and he hates you. Yeah, he does. And it's not just the contract and the fact that it isn't reworked the way he wants it to be. It's that there, there are personal problems. And there are rumors out there, reports that... Um, he doesn't really like anybody in that front office. Well, guess what? That's a huge problem for your superstar, for your Hall of Famer that you have not. And and I know that Rodgers, for a lot of people, can, um, well, he could be a little abrasive. I, I don't think everybody likes him or his personality. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm a Bears fan. I'm supposed to dislike him. I'm sorry, but I don't. I, I, I covet him. I wish the Bears would have had somebody like that for the last decade. But I, I understand there are those feelings, but you have to take care of somebody like that. And it's not just, hey, you got to get him a weapon on offense. You got to get him a receiver. You, you know, you got to get him a, a tight end. You, you have to get him offensive line help. Those are some things you could have done for him in the last couple of drafts. Or you could have gotten him some defense, get him some defensive help, because that helps the quarterback almost as much as all this other stuff we're talking about, but they didn't do that. What did they do? They got a quarterback instead last year. And I fully understand being that organization and having to plan for life after him. That that's, that's fair. You, you have to do that, mm -hmm. but you also can't do it at the expense of your current MVP. 
You got to take care of your current MVP. And sometimes you got to coddle your current MVP. And the Green Bay Packers have not done that. I, I can't believe they have allowed that relationship to get the way it's gotten. I alluded to it a moment ago, how efficient the betting market is once we get to the draft. How did we know Trey Lance was going to San Francisco? The betting markets. If you weren't yep. paying attention, you had no idea. All you heard was Mac Jones, Mac Jones from Adam Schefter, from Michael Lombardi, from Daniel Jeremiah, all sorts of insiders. Boy, did San Francisco play this one well. I don't know that it was the plan the entire time. I don't know if Lynch ended up getting their way, but this is what happened in the end. And as recently as a week or two ago, I remember Trey Lance being plus 600 over at points bet. So, I mean, this flip yeah. yesterday is uh, Pat McAfee a, a newsmaker now? Like, he, he broke that stuff yesterday. He, yeah. that's, when, that's when everything, that's when everything started flipped. to move. Yeah. yeah. And and so he he finished a plus 400, right? I mean that was the final number uh to to be the the third overall pick, Trey Lance. Who's that? Talking about Trey oh. Lance. Oh, yesterday? Wasn't no, it? He was the, he was a favorite. Yeah. No, no, but to go third, he was put before it flipped is what I'm saying, right? Oh, yeah, it was like plus 350 somewhere in yeah. that area and then it kept dropping and dropping and dropping as we were getting closer to the draft and then it was about even money during our show yesterday morning yeah. and then it completely flipped and then the, the mac jones slide happened yeah don't you wish you would have gotten i don't know maybe you did joe did you get in on that before it flipped i did not i was staying okay. away from it because i had no idea what was going right. to happen and i didn't jump in early so i was out of the quarterback derby i did hit a couple of nice things it was a um it was a I did make some money on the draft yesterday and the the ones I was most pleased with was seven and eight. Cause I felt like we knew up to the first five, six picks, we knew exactly what was going to happen. And if you follow the odds, the heavy, heavy favorites for all, all of those picks, it happened. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle. And so we were talking about the lions move yesterday. And for some reason they want to give golf a year or two. It just with, Everything that's happening in the organization, the way they're talking in front of microphones about kneecaps and how tough they want to be. You've got the best offensive tackle on the board. It just seemed perfect. It's safe. They're there for seven years. At least they're under contract for seven years. The Lions to grab an offensive lineman with their first pick. I loved that at plus 500. We talked about it on the show and it got home. And then right after that, Ranj, uh, Carolina. Carolina, everyone was saying offensive line. They're, they have offensive coaches. And I remember talking a couple weeks ago with Will Brinson about this. He's a big Panthers guy. He's based in the area. And he was talking about cornerback. And we're, there was a lot, a big push for J.C. Horn being the mm -hmm. first cornerback off the board. At one point, he was 7-1 to one or 9-1 to one to be the first corner. And then yesterday, he ended up being 2-1. to one. But uh, I got Carolina's first pick to be a cornerback. At plus six hundred, so in those back-to-back oh, -back picks, uh, if the people followed us, they got plus eleven hundred uh, on those two wagers. So I was really pleased with that. Even if you jumped in very late, we've been preaching bet early, bet early. But if you got in yesterday, there were still some ways to make money. That is the um, uh, when it comes to Carolina, I think that's such an interesting development for them. And and like I said a moment ago. You can help your quarterback. You can you can help your quarterback out considerably by making the defense better. I think people focus a lot of times on the offensive line, and of course, you want to 
you have to have a good line to help your QB. Well, unless you're the Packers, um, <laughs> then it doesn't really matter. You can you you got a guy who can move. Um, you want to give him receivers. You want to give him weapons and options. But sometimes if you put together a good defense, that helps a quarterback out tremendously. And I, I don't know if I like the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation, but at least they no. they they help them out a little bit. Um, I, I, I think that's the only thing you could say for that. It's a pretty good pick on your part. I don't know if I would have gone that direction. I don't think I would have had the uh, the foresight to do what you did. So I think that certainly worked out. I think the Jets with their offensive line pick, and that was a plus 500 to take somebody on the O-line, I think to help out their quarterback is yeah. a really good move, and especially a, 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 a young guy, and you want to give him as much help as possible, and you want to do that as early as possible so he doesn't feel like he's just frantic all the time. Um, to be able to do that and to get Vera Tucker in is a really good move from the New York Jets. Yeah, I'm a little torn on that because they moved up so much. So they're giving up assets yeah. to draft a guard. I need a tackle there. I, now, I get it. Yeah. I get it, but he's really good. I know. He's going to be and the he's best. Gonna help. Yeah. It's not going to be a question mark for a long period of time, but that was interesting that they went and got that offensive lineman on the interior to help out Zach Wilson right away. So I mentioned, I mentioned the market, so let's go over this a little bit. Once we get to the draft, how efficient it is. We had 18 offensive players go in the first round. The number closed at 18, 18 and, and a half. half. 14 defensive players. The number closed at 13 and a half. Under one and a half tight ends was minus 667. We had one. Under five and a half quarterbacks, minus 667. We had five. Under, I'd rather over four and a half wide receivers was minus 334. It did go over. We had five. Uh, let's see, over four and a half cornerbacks was the favorite. We had five. Under four and a half linebackers was a favorite at minus 175. Did you mention and running backs? That one went under. Now, yeah, that was one and a half, right? Over. It was. Yes, it was one and a half at plus money. Yeah. If you wanted to do that, um, the other plus money one was under 0 0.5 safeties. That was plus 150. That hit. And over four and a half defensive linemen, five were drafted at plus 110. There was a run at the very end, uh, 30, 31, 32, all edge guys. All defensive players. That's why yep. people who had that over for the offensive players, the the over 18 and a half were feeling pretty good when it was like, what, pick 27 or 26? And they're like, hey, we got five picks to go here. Let's go. There definitely yeah. is going to be another <laughs> offensive player, and they didn't take it. Oh, that sucks. How about that? Yeah. How about that? And, and if you jumped in on three, four, five, a lot of the sites had the exact outcome. If you went with Lance, Pitts, and Chase as late as yesterday, you could get that at nine to one. Did you, you didn't actually take you you were just speculating pits to San Francisco, right? No, yeah, yeah. I, I just well, just throwing I, it out there. I like, wasn't trusting it, anything that San Francisco was saying. That was yeah. not my prediction that Pitts was going to be the selection. It, it was more but, of a what if. But I did put a little bit of money on him at 50 to 1 because yeah. I guess I was right in the sense that uh, San Francisco was throwing us all off and they had weeks and weeks and weeks for people to find it out, and nobody found out. Nobody. We'll continue our draft talk, AL, and rather a rookie of the year talk on the BetQL Audio Network. Come on.
Uh-oh. You better say something I like to hear, Carlos. Carlos, you better say what I like to hear. Come on, Carlos. Let's go. You better say just if it's a match room. Let's go, man. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Ostrowski <laughs> and Ronji, the day after round one of the NFL draft. Ronji, I had I did not know that was out there for some reason. Oh. Maybe I was uh, dodging all the bullets being thrown my way, but I missed that reaction Dude. from Bears safety Eddie Jackson watching it. Where was that? Was he that was on Twitch? He, it was on Instagram Live. He was at okay. home. He was he was filming the TV and and narrating as soon as the Bears traded up to get that pick and he's like let's we go. We finally got a real one. Like, I mean, we finally shot got a... right at Trubisky. Yeah. And you know what? It, it it's it to me certainly sounded like he was saying, uh, "Finally got a real core," but then he like stopped himself, uh-huh. like, "Oh man, this is gonna sound really bad in the end." But I think that's all you needed to hear. And and that tells you right there how the rest of the team felt. I mean, there might have been no guys publicly doubt. who were were sticking up for their quarterback and you know had his back, but man, privately those guys were just furious with the quarterback situation. They put together a world class defense, and look at that offensive game they had. Look at how badly the Bears had screwed that up to this point. And and those players and and Jackson being a ter- he was one of their great draft picks. To, to be in the fourth round and to get that, he's one of the great steals of the last five, ten years, you know? And well, and, yeah. and and now he they feel like they actually have somebody who might be good. I'm sure they're all excited. The adrenaline of the draft brought uh brought the truth serum into Eddie oh, Jackson's yeah. body there for a second. And <laughs> he's right. He's right. Where where all the Trubisky truth is whatever, it doesn't matter. He's long gone. Yesterday at this time, Justin Fields was 10 to 1 to be a Chicago bear. That's when he lands. I am a little conflicted. I really like the player. I think he could be the second best quarterback in this draft. And I scream about the bears being proactive with that position. Like it's a fireable offense that it took seven years for the general manager to draft his second quarterback. That is a fireable offense. Now I'm happy with what they landed and they've also bought themselves some time and they could have a poor 2021 that schedule's rough especially on the road boy you want to talk about a high variance team for the upcoming season the ceiling's very high but the floor is pretty low and you mentioned world-class defense what what is that defense going to look like with everyone a year older and without kyle fuller who's now in denver but if you have the quarterback you're cool with having an average defense well, it was a world-class defense three years ago, right? You know, and and now it's a couple of years older, so everything has changed uh, dramatically. And you're right; if you have a good quarterback, you can get by with an average defense. You can even get by with a bad defense, but you have to be a a, a stellar offense in order to cover that up. Um, yep. I don't think that's what the Bears are going to be. I don't expect Fields to jump in and immediately change that offense. It's probably going to take him some time, but I'm willing to wait. And I think there are two ways to look at this, Joe. It is okay to be excited about this, but just look at this pick in a vacuum. 
Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about anything else. This pick moving up, giving up the capital you did. So it's one first rounder next year and a fourth and fifth rounder over the next couple of years. So three total picks. And by the way, that first rounder, that could be a, like I just mentioned, the high variance team, that could be a five or it could be a 25. Right. It, it, it could be anywhere. And I, I think that you can be happy with just that move, just this pick, but also be upset with the front office that they let it get to this, that yeah. they, they've had to spend all of this capital and all of these assets over the last few years to cover up a horrendous mistake in selecting Mitch Trubisky. Um, so it, it's it's bad that they were at this point because they got themselves in this position but you can also praise them for making the pick and, and, and making the move yesterday, drafting or, uh, you know, trading with a team that has not drafted or, or, or traded down um, in the last eight seasons with Gettleman there. So you can praise them for that. You can praise them from for yesterday's move, but also recognize they are in this position because of their own incompetence. And, you, and if Fields works, we'll also be praising Miami for sticking with Tua when it doesn't seem like they believe in him 100%. Detroit is starting a rebuild. They pass on the quarterback. Carolina, they chose Sam Darnold over Justin Fields. That could be a big mistake. Denver, it sounds like they're hoping that they can land Aaron Rodgers in a deal. They need some quarterback help, even with the addition of Teddy Bridgewater. All these teams passed on Justin Fields, wondering wondering today if they're going to be regretting it for years to come. It's uh, I, I, I look at what happened in the first round and I am extremely intrigued with what Denver has done. And yeah. I wonder, I wonder how, um, you know, how involved they were up to the last minute in trading up to that, that fourth position or the, you know, cause I know the Falcons, that was a rumor out there for a long time. They were uh, maybe going to move down from where they were. I wonder how involved they were at the very last minute. Maybe they were just totally content because I, I, I know um, from everything you read, everything you hear, they are not particularly pleased with Drew Locke and the, the, you know, trajectory no. of him. And, and I, and I fully understand why you wouldn't be because he's been underwhelming so far. If but, they get Rodgers, but if they get Aaron Rodgers, that changes a lot for them because they got yeah. a defense that's that is, I mean, at minimum they're competent. So you put him with a defense that's like that, man. I that team could be in very good shape, and that division is going to be a beast. I mean, with with the quarterbacks in that division right now. Yep. I mean, it, if the- if he if he joins, that's that's going to be really really difficult for everybody else. Uh, look, looking at some other teams in the draft. So Denver goes cornerback. They take Sertan. Cornerbacks go back-to-back with Carolina and Denver at 8-9. and nine. And Philadelphia, they jumped up. They were very worried about losing out on a wide receiver there. Uh, with their, I believe they were the 12 spot then. They jumped ahead of the New York Giants. The New York Giants fell back anyways. But they knew they wanted to go wide out. They're going to give Hurts a year. And if the quarterback is an issue, they're going to address it next season when they have multiple first-round picks. Credit to them. They get the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, with the 10th overall pick in desperate need of a wide receiver. There was a big drop-off after Smith. Yeah, there there was. And at wide receiver, Devontae Smith uh, was plus 350 to be um, uh, for the Eagles to take him mm-hmm. with their first pick. So if you... 
if you if you bet on that, congratulations, you made a little bit of money there. Um, I don't know if everybody expected the wide receiver was going to be the way they go. Um, well, it was defense, right, for them that that was the most likely, or at least that was the the odds favorite. The favorite the quarterback, was the wide, right? Yesterday it was receiver at plus one fifty. Receiver was the favorite, and, and that's the way they went. Okay, because I thought it was corner yeah. earlier in the day. Oh man, there are a lot of teams that are still mad about missing out on Justin Jefferson a year ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to uh, want to right, make that mistake again. Right that wrong. Uh, Dallas at twelve. They go with Micah Parsons. A lot of the experts saying he's going to fall. He's going to fall off the field stuff. They they have a terrible defense. He's a linebacker. So the question is, how much is he going to help you right away? But there's an argument to be made that he's the best defensive player in this draft. And linebacker was ten to one to be the Cowboys' first pick. And uh, the Cowboys are always surprising you. I feel like pretty much. Uh, isn't he? A, isn't receiver. he just a cowboy? Isn't he a yeah, cowboy? It, it just yeah. 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 Pretty much. You just uh, you you expect that's what they're going to do uh, pretty much every year. Um, I I know you're going to get to it, and I, we're getting close to that pick anyway. Go but ahead. for the New England Patriots, yep, to end up with a quarterback and not have to do a damn thing, right? Like I I know that if you go back and look at their draft picks over the last several years. You know, four or five years, it's it's kind of underwhelming. But again, they they typically find a way to do something really good and they have to do anything. They didn't have to trade up. Not there. They didn't have to move any assets. He just sat there. Everything just fell into your lap. And I don't know what Jones is gonna be ultimately, but my man, that's to to be able to get one of the guys who arguably was top three quarterbacks in the class and a lot of people think is is fairly ready to go right now. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in a situation where they're desperate for a quarterback at the moment, they don't have to make a trade for one. They don't, they don't have to, they didn't have to, um, you know, like, like, uh, they didn't have to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't have to trade draft capital to move up. Like, it's just, it's amazing that worked out for them. Belichick said last night, Cam Newton is a starter. We'll see. Like I said, with the Bears situation, as Ryan Pace was saying, Andy Dalton's still our QB one. He's still our starter. Talk to me in week four and we'll see if we even get there with week number one. I mean, if you remember what it looked like for Cam in the first couple of weeks last year, it remember how many people were shaming all the teams that didn't take a flyer on him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were doing like, oh, how could you not give this guy a look? Because he looked pretty right for the first couple of weeks and then obviously mm-hmm. um, hit a wall, had COVID and all that stuff. I am already sick of the Tom Brady, Mac Jones memes that are out there with the shirtless work. The body, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just stop, please. Leave the Uh, bad mods alone. Great job by them, man. What do you say? I mean, there were five quarterbacks. If you were looking for one, you wanted one of those five, and they sat there. They didn't give up any assets, and one fell to them. To be in that war room when San Francisco was on the clock and they eventually get Trey Lance, you know what they're talking about. If it's not Lance, if it's not Jones, they they were thinking, okay, one of these guys can fall to us if we sit here at 15. They're sitting back. They watch the Bears give up assets to move up to 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, They see the Giants. Well, they're not taking a quarterback. They're still trying to figure out what they have. Chargers, uh uh-uh. Jets already took theirs. Perfect. Guys, let's right. stay here and let's let's just hope somebody doesn't move in front of us. Well, let, let me ask you this, Joe. If if you had the choice, forget about giving up draft capital, forget about assets. Yeah. If you had the choice between Fields and Jones, just right off the top, easy Fields. Yeah, me too. I yeah. feel like there's 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 such a greater upside with him, 
and I, yep. and, and I, I just hope that, you know, uh, from the bears pan, fan perspective, uh, hope they don't ruin him. <laughs> you know, I, I hope he's able to overcome, uh, whatever that organization is going to do to him next. So you had the Raiders at 17 and it's no surprise that they address the offensive line, but it's like, it's gotta be frustrating if you're a Vegas fan because you trade your franchise in Khalil Mack years ago. And, and what that deal should have done is set you up for the future, but they are such an incompetent organization. It's pretty mm-hmm. clear that Gruden has more of the power, which is not a good thing. They draft Alex Leatherwood. Okay. Good player. Bama offensive line. Second rounder. Probably can't go bad, wrong there. But yeah, like where's the value? Why aren't yeah. you moving down again? They seem to have this tunnel vision. They fall in love with their big school guys and they're going to draft them no matter what. John Gruden is a swing and miss dude. And and I'm not saying he always misses, but he's not afraid to take a big swing, right? Yeah. And and if, if he, I know they tell you that if you have identified the player that you want, you go get him and don't let him get past your pick, you know, and if you feel like you need to trade up to get them, then go do it. But they have routinely done this now uh, since Gruden has been there where they overdraft. And I think this is going to be one of those that works out very poorly for them. Or you're going to realize that they could have gotten value. They could have gotten him with their next pick probably. And you, you could have done a lot better in this position, but they did have to address um, that line. So the, the pick in itself makes sense until you look at what else was available and the fact you could have waited on him and gotten a better player there. Running backs go back to back 24, 25 Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. And I hate it. I, everyone, I, yeah. everyone mocked Najee Harris to the Steelers. That's going to fix the offensive line. I mean, the run game, I say go offensive line. They decide to go running back. They think that'll get it done. And Jacksonville, drafts Trevor Lawrence's teammate Travis Etienne and Urban Meyer is on record as of saying oh yeah he's going to be good for a third down back you yeah, don't draft a third down back well, you don't yeah. draft a third down back not in the first round fifth pick overall my goodness yeah yeah Joe, I hated that there is value in having a former teammate of his to get the kid comfortable with his new uh, professional surroundings but this is not you don't do it at the expense of of picking a, a running back at 25. You didn't, That's, you didn't Chris Ron- to. That's Chris Raji. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We have Offensive Rookie of the Year odds, Defensive Rookie of the Year odds. We'll tell you our initial thoughts next. This is BetQL Daily. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.